Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you going to go see this movie when it comes out? Anybody? Anybody? Life and story of Bob Marley. You've seen it been previewed? Previewed everywhere. Can't wait to go see it. Yeah, it does. Looks real, real good. All right. uh, Final hour for us as we limp into the final hour of this radio show. Boy, our next guest, he was there. He was on the grounds. And he watched the collapse of the Detroit Lions. Omar Ruiz. And we're going to get to Omar real quick. But we've got to give out. The nationwide keyword, $1,000 power play right now. And the keyword is green to our website. Enter green to our website right now at 933kjr.com. Green right now to our website. Uh, Omar Ruiz, our good friend. He's uh, he's kind. He's gentle. He's dashing. And he's uh, he always says yes when we ask him to come on this radio show. The only way we get Garofolo on is we got to pay him. But Omar says, oh, I'll come on, because I like you guys. Garofolo, we got to bribe him. Uh, but Omar is always kind to uh, When we ask, he says yes, and he was in Santa Clara yesterday on the sidelines uh, watching that all the post-game uh, interviews, and he was there early when I flipped on my TV, Omar, at like 8.30 in the morning on the NFL Network watching the pregame. You were already there. You heard about the longest yard. Well, yesterday was the longest day <laughs> because we were up at 4 a.m., First shot at 6.08 in the morning. Sun's not up yet in Santa Clara, West Coast. And then we had the second game. So, you know, kickoff not till 3.30, obviously our time. And, um, you know, game finishes around 7. You do all the post game. And, and, but what a thrill. I mean, this, we work year-round, uh, round-the-clock, long days for those games, for those moments. And we revolve, I mean, for me anyway, revolve our life around football and and the great love and passion for it. So, you know, to experience all that's a thrill and, and uh, you know, it, it's all part of it. And, and, you know, one for the memory bank, that's for sure. Hey, Omar, just on a personal level, how bad do you feel for Lions fans today? Oh, awful. I mean, you know, I think we've all been there as sports fans, you know, you know, if you're a 49er fan, that what you experienced yesterday is what you live for. But if you're a Lions fan, you know, it's what you dread, and I think we can all relate. Just having that incredible heartbreak and disappointment, and and the loss, um, and especially you know being up so big, and, and not just being up big. It's not like they got lucky with a couple breaks that went their way in the first half. They were just pounding the Niners and and did whatever they wanted to do. And the big bad Forty ers were getting bullied up and down the field in their own building, and had no answers for what the Lions were doing. And, and for them to lose that game after having played it that way in the first half has to just be incredibly frustrating, um, devastating. And um, given everything that had gone on this season and, and all the uplifting circumstances surrounding the Lions in 2023, um, equally crushing, I would think, you know, for, for it to end that way. Omar, what was the feeling at the stadium in the press box when, when Dan Campbell kept going forward on fourth down in that second half? Well, I think it was, you know, the, okay, well, they have conviction because that's how they've been all year. 
what I found curious in retrospect, not so much the fourth downs that they didn't get in the second half. I was more curious about the fourth down that he decided to kick in the first half to, to get those last three points at the end of the first half. My thought was, if you go up 28-7, I think we all thought this game is over. You know, when, when, um, when, when Detroit was driving down and, and had an opportunity to take a three-touchdown lead. And the fact that he kicked the field goal then to take those points, make it a 24-7 game, understandable. But if you're going to play it like that in the first half, then I would have thought you would have taken the points later in the game to tie it up and, and you know, to, to play. But to go back and forth like that um, just didn't make sense to me. But, um, but, but I thought that was a blown opportunity in the first half to kind of really put the game away and, and try to avoid any momentum the 49ers could have potentially taken at that point. Yeah, just, just, just jump in there. I mean, it was fourth and goal from the three. You could, right, Jim? You could certainly see him. We talked about this earlier in the show that it was, we all thought that he was going to go for it at that time, right, Jim? Yeah, I th- well, I thought so. Given his mo, I mean, that's what he's done all season. But at that point, I thought Omar, I thought it was a smart move to go ahead twenty four seven and make sure you have a three score lead going into halftime because then you might have lost some of your momentum if you hadn't converted on that play. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. That that's how I normally play it. Just in retrospect, looking at his style and, and critiquing his decision, that's not how he's played it. So for him to not do it at the time, which I, I thought was a, a good decision in his part, and I thought it would have been an equally good decision to go back up 17, have, having an opportunity to kick the field goal in the second half, which he did not do. You know, So that didn't make sense, the, the two different positions where you want to kind of go for the juggler in the second half, then go for the juggler in the first half. Be you the entire game and not go back and forth on that decision. What was the feeling at the stadium at halftime? Because uh, Puck and I were talking during halftime, and I thought the Lions – you know, we're going to hang in there. They were so dominant in that first half. I didn't think they would blow it. And then Puck reminded me, hey, wait a minute. They're the Lions. Uh, there, there's always a chance they might. <laughs> it, it's funny because Omar, let me just jump in. Because Omar, we did we, date, we did a KJR Sportsbook Live halftime show yesterday. So Jim and I were, were doing like a little show in halftime of that game. And and I was just like, we, we, we as Cougar fans, right? We've, we, we have just seen these leads <laughs> go away. And I, and I feel like we are like Lions fans. So... Uh, there was part of me that was not surprised how that thing turned out in the second half. Well, what was crazy is they had Journey, legendary right. Bay Area band, play the halftime show, and people are like, okay, well, maybe that'll rally the, the stadium. And, and it was quiet as a mouse in there. And But then the words, you know, that with uh, Don't Stop Believing, they have, you know, born and raised in the South Detroit, and then the, the, those <laughs> Detroit fans go crazy <laughs> in the stadium. And then you're like, oh, man. It's over. That's a bad sign if you're a 49er fan. And uh, but then you know, obviously the 49ers come out. They kick that field goal to start the the second half, and, and we really started to see kind of that pretty magic come to life. I thought that third and four play was critical on that drive. He kind of slides up in the pocket, twists his body, throws it up, and Juwan Jennings makes that one-handed catch to uh, extend the drive, convert on third down. They ended up kicking the field goal that you know brought them that much closer and made it a two-score game. Um, but yeah, I mean that in the halftime, it was just man, everything's going wrong. Even when you have a, le- a legendary band like Journey trying to rally the troops, then you hear South Detroit. It was just very comical uh, at that time. We, we all have our our narratives about players, and and once a narrative you know starts, Omar, it, it's hard to shake, right? The narrative about Lamar is going to be who he can't win in the playoffs, so he's done, and and it's until he does it. And same with Josh Allen, right? 
there, there has been this narrative with, with Brock Purdy. I mean, I've probably dipped my toes in it as well. Oh, he's just a guy. There's no way that he's that good. But every time he's challenged, and especially these last two weeks, he answers the bell late in the game. Why do we have this narrative about him that he's just a guy and, and not just a really, really, really good quarterback? Because he's the, the seventh you know, round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, and you know he doesn't shake up when you stand him next to Jared Goff. Jared Goff looks like a six foot four, you know, two hundred thirty pound number one overall pick. You see the way they line up Jared Goff. He's you know, it, it was interesting when you kinda look at, you know, how things unfolded in the first half and you kinda look at how, how these quarterbacks are viewed. They line up Jared Goff in the in shotgun and he's dro- dropping back three, four yards. So he's throwing the ball a good 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he's converting these 20-yard outs like nothing. You know, he's throwing the ball like with a flick of the wrist, 40 yards in, in air yards. And you see Brock Purdy, you know, kind of, you know, taking the ball under center, dropping back, so much uh, uh, traffic in his face in the pocket, and, you know, getting a few passes batted down. You kind of think, like, well, that, that's the difference. That's, you know, that's the number one pick that they, they feel can, you know, throw an out route 40 air yards and, and, you know, Brock Purdy has to have a, a timing offense or whatever. But in the second half, you saw that his athleticism come to life. And that's the thing, being around this Niners team, they always talked about it. It's, it's not so much how efficiently he plays within Kyle Shanahan's offense and his system, how he executes it to near perfection, which, of course, they all love. But what they've said throughout the year is his ability to make those off-schedule plays and the unscripted, being able to keep plays alive with his feet. And that couldn't have been more on display in that second half yesterday with, with his running ability, with him, you know, escaping that headlock and finding Kyle Juszczyk down the left sideline on one of those drives, you know, for a first down and, and just time and time again, made play after play. And he just revealed, I think, to the world uh, on, on the biggest stage that he had ever played to that point, what the 49er locker room felt about him, that he is a playmaker, he is a game changer, he is somebody who, as Fred Warner told me, can take them to win the whole thing. And not just a game manager, game manager, which has been the label on him, I think, throughout this first couple of years. Omar, let me just ask you a reporter type question. What's it like being a reporter at the end of a game like that when you've got, okay, this is a huge game. They're going to the Super Bowl. I got to talk to Purdy about this, Debo about that. I mean, is it pretty chaotic, that whole scene down there? Yeah, it's chaotic. And um, what's funny is, you know, you're, you're huddling up with the, the 49ers media relations people to say, Hey, you know, can we interview this guy? Can we interview that guy? And and they say, okay, yes, it's going to be chaotic down there, but let us get you Nick Bosa right after the game. And then we'll help you get everybody else as kind of the chaos unfolds. We didn't, we never saw Nick Bosa. It's, it's just chaotic from the get go. And thankfully uh, we saw Debo Samuel first. We we're able to get him. And, and, you know, like I said, Fred Werder and Brock Purdy and uh, George Kittle and, and just, you know, it's, it's kind of like you kind of rely on the relationships that you kind of build to just, you know, grab a guy on the field and, and get those interviews without anybody um, setting it up. And you try to get, try to get them in, in those rawest of moments and, and they can, you know, reveal the emotion of the game. And, and you know, because at that point they're celebrating the competitors coming down. It's not so much about the strategy and, and all that, but it's, you know, about the emotion, what fueled the comeback, their thoughts maybe on Kansas City, which, you know, they didn't really get into. They're kind of living in the moment, but. Um, it is pretty wild to experience that. And then at the same time, you know, like I said, I've been up since four in the morning. I'm trying to think of good questions to ask. My brain's kind of fried. You know, the adrenaline, the, the caffeine is, is all working. And, and, and truthfully, this morning when I'm gathering my thoughts for, for all of our shows today, 
I'm like, I don't even remember what I asked those guys yesterday. So I had to go back and watch my interviews because, you know, my brain was just, you know, so completely out there. But, but thankfully, guys, all the interviews came out coherently, and they asked them, they answered them uh, greatly, and we had good content today. It's because you are a professional. Omar Ruiz with this uh, NFL Network. <laughs> when, when do you guys, when is the wall-to-wall NFL Network coverage start in Las Vegas? I would imagine Sunday. I know I have to be there by 10 a.m. Sunday morning to Oof. be there for arrivals. And then once once Monday starts, it's that machine that you guys know how it works, man. It's wall-to-wall. It's all day long. It's, you know, one storyline after the other. And I, one thing I'm looking out for in you know, this particular, uh, you know, Super Bowl is I think several weeks ago, you know, some, some point during the midseason, the 49ers were so tired of talking about, Brock Purdy and the game management, like I told you, you know, they, they believe in him for a long time now. But, of course, you know, when they're going to get all, all the national media and the international media and they're going to bring that up again, just how they handle that. Do, do they become annoyed? Does it, does it kind of put a chip on their shoulder again? Do they play with that on Super Bowl Sunday? Um, you know, how they handle that question um, I think will be interesting again. But, um, but yeah, it'll be one of the many storylines that we see and obviously Super Bowl 54 rematch and, Patrick Mahomes, legacy-defining Super Bowl, and Tom Brady, this and that. So should be a good one there, uh, Super Bowl 58. Not to mention the chaos of Vegas and what that might bring. Um, So so it should be fun. And Tuesday, right, will be of Super Bowl week. That's the media day. Is it usually Tuesday or is it Monday? No, it's actually going to be Monday night. It'll be at Allegiant Stadium, which I'm uh, thanking goodness for because the last couple years I feel um, it was in a basketball arena. So I think – um, last year it was at, where the Phoenix Suns play, and I know a couple of years ago is where the Miami Heat play, and this year it's actually at Allegiant Stadium. And when, when, you know, when you get all those people there for media night, and you know all the people, the international people asking Tom Brady to to marry him, and all that craziness, when you're in a little basketball arena, you know it's it's much harder to get your questions in that you kind of need for to help throughout the week. So that the fact that it's in a football stadium again, hopefully, will uh, make things a little easier for those of us. Uh, not asking Brock Purdy to uh, get married. Can you imagine the the amount of people that have nothing to do with football that are going to be surrounding Travis Kelsey Monday night? <laughs> Jesus, I mean, good God, it's just all of it, oh, all about her. Well, just think about it. Just think about how many more international people oh. are probably going to be at this Super Bowl anyway because it's in Las Vegas. And then, not to mention now the the Taylor Swift yeah. effect and, and Travis Kelsey and all that. It's it's going to be remarkable and certainly one for the ages. And, that's for sure. And Jim, I think there's a prop bet already out there whether or not she's going to be able to make it to the game because I believe the night before she's playing in Tokyo, Japan, a concert. Oh. And I think there's already a prop bet: can she get on a plane, travel back to Las Vegas, and be in the stadium by time uh, of kickoff? That's I the type of stuff that we like. I bet you make it. Yeah, our guy Ian Rappaport broke it down yesterday. He said, you know, 6 a.m. Uh, or no, the, the, the concert's like at 8 p.m., right, Saturday night in Tokyo, and it, it's something like 1 a.m. in Las Vegas. So let's say she gets on the plane at 6 a.m., five hours later, 6 a.m. Las Vegas time Saturday, and fl- flies, you know, the 13, 14, 15 hours, whatever it is. She could be there by Saturday night. Plenty of time to be there for Sunday's Super Bowl. Oh, so okay. It's going to be uh, it'll be interesting that to be on Taylor Swift watch there on Saturday. Well, I spent a week in Vegas one time covering the Super Bowl, and I lost my ID, I lost my credit card, 
and uh, most importantly, I lost my dignity. So, uh, God, <laughs> Godspeed to you, sir. Thank you. They're, they're, the Super Bowl weeks are long and crazy anyway, and yeah, I think I'm going to need that, uh, you know, God's will to get me through that one. Omar, we, <laughs> we always appreciate uh, the time. Uh, you're always gracious with it. Thank you so much. I know it's been a long uh, last few days for you. Appreciate it. Get some sleep and, uh, and have fun in Vegas covering the Super Bowl. All right, thanks, fellas. Always enjoy the conversation. There he is, Omar Ruiz, NFL Network. Yeah, a one week is, is too long. Too long to be there. Two days, two and a half two, days. Two days max. In and out. Not yeah. one week. How about Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan this week? When they're, or, or two weeks, or whenever oh. they get there to Las Vegas, trying well, to keep everybody. They're staying reminders way Reminders to the players. But they're way out. They're way out. They're like staying. Uh, I already saw it. it they're, where they're staying looks unbelievable. They're staying in like there's a couple lakes out there that are way off outside the strip. So they're. Both teams, huh? Both teams. They're not going to be anywhere near the strip, Jim. Not even close. They're, they're yeah, not going to allow them to go in there. No. There's no way. Well, guaranteed. I mean, what's the over-under on players getting in trouble in Vegas before the game? Uh, One and a half, two, two and yeah, a half? Yeah, it, this would be the time to get in trouble. That's Wherever they are, that's not going to keep players off the strip. I mean, there's going to be some off nights. Yeah, but when's the last thing we've heard of someone getting in trouble? I'll be honest. I don't know if I've really the last one I can remind was there. Has there been anything after Eugene? Well, remember that Raiders guy that ended up in Mexico. But that or was bef- wasn't that before <laughs> Eugene Robbins? Yeah, uh, Garrett Robbins, Barrett Robbins, yeah. that his name. But has there been? There's nothing in New York. Didn't happen with the Seahawks. Nothing in Phoenix. Other than the, the fight. But, yeah, yeah um, there's bound to be something in Vegas. I I smell a bad. Twenty oh, bucks. God. There has to be twenty dollars. What do you want? What I just need one player to yes. do something wrong. Define wrong. Arrested or just what? I don't know. A bar fight. Um, yeah, we could we could okay. go over that. Just, we can figure it out. I like the. But vague, yeah, I'll, I'll I, say that somebody in their twenties that's a football player that he might find trouble there in Vegas. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet that. Okay, I say I'll I'll use the vagueness of just a player gets in trouble. Yeah. Okay, 20 bucks. I win that one. Hands down. 100? Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, not that handsome, <laughs> Danish. <laughs> the KJR Sportsbook is open. 20 bucks. Why are you going the other way on that? I just don't think You've been to so. Vegas? Yeah, they're, but that, they're not staying on the Strip. They're, they're I, so I know far that. out there. Do Ubers not make it out to wherever they are? No, because they're going to put, like, <laughs> fences. They're not going to allow them to leave. I, oh, good luck with that. I, these players are just, they're different nowadays. I, yeah, I just don't think anything's going to happen. Oh, uh, spit it out. Come I on, old man. I don't think they're that different. They're not that different from when we were in our 20s. Yeah, they are. No. Okay. Pay up. Um, 
Twenty more, twenty more bucks coming to Daddy. Yeah, you go ahead. KJR Sportsbook. Did he pay you yet? Since I've been gone. Nope, hasn't paid yet because he hasn't been here. I mean, I'll be in tomorrow. I have cash in hand. I should, (laughs) since you know, you know, we're just letting him kind of be where he wants (laughs) to be. Hey, kid, who do you think wins that one? Am I wrong on that one? Am you I know, on the wrong side on that I one? I don't want to bet on these young men screwing up, so I'm with Puck. <laughs> what? what? Oh, I know. I feel really bad about you that should, one. I know you don't. You're, yeah. you, of course not. Why <laughs> would Jim care? You don't care. We care about young men. This is we. Chris and I are the stewards of We Care About Young Men show of record. Okay? All right. We'll take a break. More coming up uh, next on a Not For Me Monday brought to you by the Tulalip Resort Casino DraftKings Sportsbook. Fucking the go-to guy with you here. It's brought to you by the Tulalip Resort Casino DraftKings Sportsbook, where the action never stops. What have we not covered today? We've covered it all, have we not? Championship game recap. Dan Campbell. He's going to be. He's going to. He may have said no regret yesterday, but he's going to have regrets. He just is human nature. He is going to regret those decisions to go forward on fourth down because, again, hey, dear analytics crowd, it wasn't. Smart. It if you want to argue analytics that he should have done, he should have gone for it. The analytics would have shown you that that's not true. I mean, I'll just recite what they have at ESPN, their analytics group. The fourth and two from the San Francisco twenty-eight yard line. The odds of winning yesterday, if what they went for it was at ninety point five percent. Had he kicked the field goal, ninety point three. There's no advantage. It was a wash. The fourth and three play late in the game to tie it at the San Francisco 30. Going for it, odds of winning, 39.1. If he kicked the field goal, the odds, 38.8. So there was no one that was in his ear telling him, oh, no, the odds are in our favor. And if there was someone, then that person should be fired. I'm sure he was thinking, though, that, okay, I'm going to stay true to myself and what got us here was taking these gambles. And then also... If they were to convert there and get the touchdown, they'd force the 49ers to have to get a touchdown to take the lead again because they'd be up four. Yeah, the only thing I would counter that, when I'm with you, that's that's their M.O., but if that was their M.O., why did he kick the field goal at the end of the half? He Well, he looked like he struggled with that decision. He did. I mean, he was going back and forth, and then finally I think somebody probably got in his ear. No. Man. He was like, come on, man, just no. take the three-score lead. I bet you his gut said, Take the three-score lead into into halftime. The gut, and and we have got away from gut feel in sports way too much, like just way too much. And people don't think that there's something to it. There is something to it. You you can manage with. It's okay to manage and coach and play with gut and feel. That is part of sports. Remember it, when it Blake? Is. Remember when Blake Snell was taken out of that game in the World Series? Thank you, because some <laughs> analytic guy. You're right, no, but Jim, you're 100 percent right. Because some stat person 
told who's the manager of the Rays. Why am I blanking on his Kevin name? something? Kevin Cash. Yeah. Told him that it's time to take Blake Snell out. Because here are the stats when he pitches past five or six innings. Yeah, but but I'm watching with my own eyes. He's mowing everyone down. That's what I'm talking about. Like that needs to get out of sports immediately. And I think about the Mariners all the time. And and I and I do I do like Scott Service at times, and I think he's done a nice job. Listen, his record is his record. He's done a nice job. But I think Scott Service and his staff rely way too much on stats and analytics and matchups and everything that, like, DePoto and his crew give him. And I think he drops the ball a lot of times because it's what the numbers tell him to do. I mean, look at their lineups. Their lineups are never the same. They're all over the place because he's got a guy coming up to him telling him, this is who you need to play today. How many times have you seen a pitcher come out of a game and you're like, well, why is he, why is Logan Gilbert coming out right now? Like, why? He's, he's at like 90 pitches. Cause it'll be like third time through the order. Right. They can't hit him right now. Why not just trust what your gut tells you and your eyes tell you that they can't hit him today? And that's a perfect example of Blake Snell. They could not hit him that day. And yet, Kevin Cash, because we relied on a, on a Princeton intern probably to tell him, oh, it's time to take him out. Yeah, I think the combination of the two is great. I think you're right about service. So he doesn't strike me as being the kind of guy that's all in on that, but kind of feels like he needs to be because that's what he's being. Those are the marching orders. And that's what I don't understand about Dan Campbell a little bit. This is an old school football player. Old school. And yet he is relying way too much on maybe the analytics of the sport. And maybe it's not analytics. Maybe he's just like, I like going for it on fourth down. I don't care. And this is just what I want to do. You know, Pete Carroll was like this in the beginning of his career, and I don't really think Pete Carroll was depending on analytics. I just think Pete Carroll liked going for it on fourth down. But he yeah. changed. Mike Leach was the same way in college when he first got the job at Washington State. He did it at Texas Tech, but at Washington State, he would go for it all the time. And I'm talking about we'd be on our own 15, it's fourth and six, and he's going for it. Yeah. And you're how like, about Har- How about Harbaugh yesterday? Uh, fourth and one from the 18? Yeah, now I think they got it. I thought that was a mistake, but they got it. I think he should have punted away. Your defense was playing unbelievable. Get the ball away and better field position. But it worked. It did work. Andy yeah, Reid going at that forward. point. Baltimore wasn't stopping Kansas City though. There, I think he was concerned about it. Wasn't really that getting this, out of hand? Well, I think maybe it was in the first half. Was that in the first half? Okay, yeah. I'm mistaken. I think you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that took place in the second half. Andy Reid. I think his decision on that first drive to go for it was right. It's the first drive of the game. You're trying to establish a message. It's fourth and two. I get it. And they were what? At the Baltimore 43? 40-ish yard line. That makes sense. First drive, let's set a a tone here and go for it. And you're kind of in no man's land anyways, even though probably the kicker, Butker, can make it from, well, that's, no, not really. I mean, that's would have been, it's about the 43, 60, 63-yard field goal. So that made sense there. Dan Campbell's decision, I, I, I just, uh, it doesn't, none of it makes sense. I, I don't, there's no one that can convince me he made the right decision yesterday. And what's not being talked about is what he did on the final drive. I mean, that, I still, I, I was screaming at my television. What are you doing? Kick the field goal, preserve time. You have to get an onside anyways. That, that, I, I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't understand it at all. You got to get within one score at that point. Exactly. 
Ex- and the easiest way to get within one score is a chip shot field yeah, goal, that, that as was... opposed to that juggling catch that the receiver made oh. in the back of the end zone. Now, now Lions and plus seven and a half rejoiced. We sure did. We would but have rejoiced. You, we would have rejoiced with the field goal. Rejoiced anyway. You would have thrown by half a point. But that was part of my anger of yelling at the TV. Just kick the field goal. There's well, a lot of people that have you, Dan, plus seven and a half. Just kick it. Yeah. Just kick it. Yeah. There's going to be less disappointment in Detroit for people who bet on your team if you <laughs> kick the field goal right here than I thought for sure when they decided to go for it that the karma, the football gods yeah. would be against him on that one. I wish you were there or somebody who's degenerates like us were there and the post came to ask Dan Campbell, Dan, you were aware of the line and the spread? It was seven and a half. <laughs> What'd you think? Yeah, and as it turned out, that was would have been a meaningless question, but... Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Ian's up next. Hey, real quick, we'll, we'll do this more maybe later in the week when we have more time. I don't want to... I'm going to say I don't want to dwell on it, but because it's nothing it's not something that's positive but our hearts there was a reason Chris Egan did not come on our show on Friday uh, Chris informed us you know a couple of days before of his brother Brian passing so that's why uh, Chris did not come on the show on Friday Brian his older brother uh, passed away uh, last week and we just at this day at the show the station the community just want to send all of our love to Chris uh, his family his extended family, uh, Brian was a, a great brother. We've I've met him, met him last, saw him last time at Chris's birthday party. Uh, trim, loved the station, loved the show, loved us. So, uh, big hug to uh, the Egan household. Uh, they yeah. lost uh, their older brother Brian, a son, an uncle, you know, cousin, all that. And uh, boy, our condolences. And if you get a chance, uh, Chris Egan on Facebook uh, wrote uh, just a glowing tribute to his brother and how much he meant to him. So if you get a chance to read that, please do. Well said. All right. Okay, that's uh, that's it for us. Plowing ahead. Coming up next. Ian Furness. Coach, I'll just tell it like it is. A lot of lack of discipline, at least in the first half here. Who made you the coach? No one. Hello, sir. I see you, and I see yeah. that guy with the with the backwards hat. What up there, DQ? And look who's back. And Chris huh? Kidd is look back. Who's back. What up, huh? Mayor? What He's up, there. C Kid Two Hundred Six? He's fresh off his thousand uh, dollar courtside seats in uh, Golden State. I heard that they were great. I heard that was that the game they lost to the Lakers. No, I w- that would have been a. I sh- now that I think about it, I really wish I would have paid attention to the schedule more because I definitely would have went to that That was that an game. incredible game. I watched uh, that at the Snoqualmie Casino oh, on yeah, uh, Saturday. Yeah. You know, live betting is a ton of fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Until your team loses at the very end. Jim, are you on live betting? Oh, my no, gosh. I'm trying to stay away from that. Oh, it's the best. It's no, I, yeah, listen. I chase it though, and it doesn't seem like the odds are very good. <laughs> no, it's well, so no. Much fun. It, but you know what? A little bit, just a small bit of juice, and a team that you hate, Lakers, taking on a team <laughs> yeah. that you know led by. How about Clay with the three? Oh, huh? Dagger. Still has it. I mean, he's fading. I get it. Still has it every now and then. Oh yeah. He looks good. He's a little. He looks fine. He doesn't have a little uh, bounce left. Yeah. How about the Super Bowl in two weeks? These these sons of bitch. They're going to be able to sit in that stadium. Sit oh, in there, yeah, and live bet from their seats. Oh, it's glorious. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, the MGM, the sport, the MGM app. Yeah. They can just sit in there and live bet yeah. away. 
I think this next play is going to be an incompletion. 20 bucks. Yep. Ernest, what did you bet on down? God, it's so game? fun. Do you remember? <laughs> Just, it was, I got in, I, I, so I, I got there. We went, uh, my son and, and, uh, wife and I went up there for dinner on Saturday. Yeah, you did. Had, uh, we, you know, he, he's doing well in his world. So we said, you know what? We're going to go have some dinner and I'll give you a little bit of cash to see oh. what you can turn in that into. So turn you into a degenerate right away before our eyes. Well, and he, you're going to drive us home. He's much, no, he didn't drive us home. He's 21. So, but, um, but he's, oh. he's a smarter kid mom? than I, my uh, mom drove us. Yeah. Um, but I said, you know, you can go do things. So he wants, he's a black, he likes to play blackjack. I, on the other hand, wanted to go wander in there to get some stuff on tomorrow's or yesterday's games. Mm-hmm. Sat down and it was, Mid fourth quarter, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was too late. Then they go to overtime. I turn the old app back on. Oh, hmm. yeah. I like the Warriors. Yeah, you do. And I really liked them heading into the second overtime. Yes. And then it didn't happen. But, <laughs> yeah, the best. but I, you know what? And it was crazy because you're in there. It's like you know, and they, their sports sportsbooks small. They're building the new one with the hotel. But when like place was packed. Yeah. And then you could tell everyone was doing the same thing. Mm. And there were Lakers people, and there were and there were uh, so Warriors. People. It was so much. Fun. I will say so this: so much fun, Jim. I, I Live believe, betting from your phone. I believe there's other stadiums in the NFL that have it. Met, MetLife does. Oh, uh, do they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other Well, let's just say this: there's a lot of places not named the state of Washington that have it. So uh, that's just gonna be a fun Super Bowl. God, yeah. Just live betting away. Well, and it's Vegas. The glitz and the glamour and all the you know. People, all the stars will be there. The celebs. Are we going? Is anyone? Are we sending a show? I hope not. I, 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 you you can have fun. I'll go. Yeah. I can't go back to Vegas. I can't. Oh, you you got I'm Jim? Not, did you ever hear that story? I'm not allowed to go back there. Yeah, what happened? Well, oh, I lost everything and almost lost my job and dignity and everything. Yeah, I, I think overslept. You did, I think you did lose everything except for your job. I lost everything except for my job. Yes, it was. It was the point where he couldn't even joke about it with Purple Sheet. Like he told me when he, when he got when they all got back, he Everybody said he was joking. He wasn't. Oh, he, he was not having. It. He said. He, he, he said. I don't want to hear it. I'm like. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can still hear the pounding on my door at 6:30. You have the equipment in your room. <laughs> I'm asleep. You're probably face down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> was out what at time the did you make it to your room that night? Like 5:45. 5:45. 15 minutes before the franchise's show was supposed to start. <laughs> Probably about the same. He got back about the same time he should have been setting up the I show. I should have been taking the equipment downstairs. <laughs> that for, was like, Brian, for Brian Lambert. I was think, that like was 12 that? years ago? At least. I've been here 16 uh, years. It was the New Orleans. When was the New Orleans Colts Super Bowl? Oh, 2009. Because, oh, well, yeah, because they beat him the next year. 2009. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, good memories. It was a, it was awesome. So Puck's been banned. I won because the story was all week long. I lost every single bet I made. Uh. Every bet. <laughs> it, it was like the scene in Vegas Vacation. Why don't you take me out back? I'll kick you in the balls and you just pay me the money. I, yeah. I lost everything. Oh everything. My gosh. I could not win anything. Yeah. So I get to the Super Bowl and I I bet on everything and everything heavy on New Orleans. Ooh, because they were underdogs. Yeah, heavy call. New Orleans. Every prop bet with New Orleans, everything. Yeah, I won it all back, all of it, and all then the Super Bowl, all in the Super Bowl. You and won then, everything except for your dignity. So then, me and a, <laughs> a salesperson who shall not be named. No, you know discretion. That's a good call. Uh, we went out. She's a mom now. She's a mom. Yes, she's oh, a mom. We mom. went out late, late night to the gentlemen's club, and and uh, and they lined up to give her entertainment. Was she a kook? Oh, yeah. She is a cook, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go cook. Uh, so these guys had a little kook bonding is all and great. went out and did your thing. It's unbelievable. But, yeah. Jim, Time of our lives. Jim, your partner got back and decided to take a nap instead of uh, I don't, nap, she, maybe a as, stretch, as but we walk, passed as we, out. As we parted ways in the in the <laughs> lobby or wherever, she goes, 
make sure. I think you got to get up in like 20 minutes. I'm like, thumbs. I didn't even say anything. I just did a thumbs what up. What hotel were you guys at? I don't, uh, Mandalay, okay. I think. Yeah. The fact that you really went to sleep. <laughs> it was more of a daddy went yeah. night night. But I lo- left everything there. Was it and the then Monday the, after the Super Bowl? Was yes. That, was? Okay. that was the thing. I forgot that we had to work the next day. And then the only way I got onto the flight home, because I didn't have anything, I didn't have my ID, I didn't have my credit card, oh, God. was um, I had a voter registration card and my Costco card had my picture on it. And the lady at the airport was like, yeah, that war." <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank wow. you so much. Wow. And I, I saw, I remember seeing Mitch at the, uh, the getting our bags when we land. I said, I said, please. Please don't fire me. And he laughed. He goes, I'm not firing you. Yeah. This is the greatest story of all time. The franchise. Wait the franchise think. didn't care. He loved it. Yeah, he didn't care. Him and well, Sandmeyer couldn't get enough Well, because that's, that's, that's on-air stories to uh, last a lifetime. Him and Sandmeyer yeah. were just, they couldn't, they loved that story. Couldn't wait to tell it more. Mm. It was only Purple Sheet. All right, what do you got uh, today? Two things you can't joke about with Purple Sheet. One is that. Two <laughs> is the Stanford pregame show. <laughs> uh, story. What's that? Another great story. Yeah, doesn't like, he doesn't like he doesn't like that one. He blamed me for Puck's Vegas problems because we were it was like, well, it's your guy. I'm like, what do you mean, my guy? Like he's, <laughs> I wasn't there. See, Jim, remember that you'll get blamed. You a, will get blamed. I was a wreck. Point. Uh, what do we got? Hugh Mellon, hardcore football at uh, 120 today, and a little bit of football to talk about from yesterday, and of course uh, Mike Sando at two o'clock. Okay, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. As always, we promise to be better. No shirt. No shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some pot? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to love you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.